Welcome back, 12 Votes Podcast listeners. We have myself, Eric Moore, and I'm back with Demar L. Sheffy. How's it going out there? And we're so happy that you all are checking us out again. Episode two, we're whoop, back. Whoop. Better than ever, we have some great topics to talk about today. Uh, we got some terrorism, we got some Donald Trump, we got some Soldier Boy. Some Man. presidential politics, and you know that Ohio politics as well. Yes, this is the 12 Votes Podcast, and I know we didn't talk about it last time, but I'll just give a brief introduction. Uh, I've known DeMar Sheffy for a couple years now. Uh, he was uh, one of the first internships I did while I was in college and ended up being a job, and and uh, it has something to do with the, the name of the podcast, uh, but you know... We won't go too far into that. Uh, Tomorrow, anything you want to say? I love it. Every week, it just continues to get better and better. Thank you to all the individuals out there who listen to our podcast. Thank you for the tremendous support. And like I said before, we will greatly appreciate your feedback. We take feedback. We listen to it. And we make ourselves better each and every day. And we hope that you continue to listen to us each and every week right here on 12 Votes. Thank you to everyone who left a comment or left a like, uh, whether it be Spotify or Apple Podcasts uh, or this platform, Anchor. Uh, thank you. Mm-hmm. We appreciate it. So, start out, uh, Demar. do you want to uh, talk about the, uh, I don't know if you call it terrorism, but man, there's been some brutal attacks, um, um, older um Caucasian males uh, brutally attacking young African-American women. I am highly, highly upset that someone can go into a McDonald's and fight a young black woman. But you know what? That Daniel Taylor, he got those hands that day. He got those hands real good. Yeah, definitely. And, uh... That was in what, Florida? St. Petersburg, Florida. Crazy state, man. Crazy state. Florida. And then David Bell in North Carolina, he punched an 11-year-old girl and a 13-year-old girl. Come on, man. What was you thinking? You could clearly see that these were young teenager girls. Young teenager girls. Yeah, yeah. There were teenagers we know. He was 6'1", 250 (laughs) pounds. He I wonder how he acted when he was in middle school when they made fun of him. I don't know. I didn't see. So they were making. Well, I know the um, the guy in North Carolina. So apparently, uh, I don't know if anyone has witnessed this or saw the video. Or, well, not not even the video, but the one in Florida. So there's been this campaign against plastic straws. Mm-hmm. So people are trying to get rid of the plastic straws. So there's a lot of places that don't give you straws. I've experienced this at a couple uh, places I've visited. Florida passed the law. Yeah. So you. you not dealing with straws, so if you want a straw, you have to ask for a straw. They don't have the straws just out. So this man in uh, Florida was very upset. Asked for a straw. They did not give it to him. And he proceeded to attack this this young lady. He got those hands. It's unfortunate that this violence against our women is still happening today. Well, my thing is, <clears throat> my issue is with the manager. They still serve this guy. If, if I'm the manager, I'm kicking this guy out. I'm probably I might hit him. 
<clears throat> I probably would hit him. It's self-defense. But how are you going to still serve this guy, the guy after he attacked one of your workers? You know, this, you know he I, doesn't care about his workers, man. I, and I feel like looking at the video, nobody helped her. They left her to her own. And she, yes, she handled she was, herself. She yes, handled she was herself. winning. But if that was my coworker, best believe we jumping in. Because... I mean, if someone needs to look at the manager, man. What's going on? Why are you still serving the dude who just attacked your worker, who was a young lady and a man, and you're still serving them? I mean, that shows that. Um... I think he got his food first, and then he came back for the straw. That was unclear. Yeah, still, but it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You, you, no, no, no. He was, he was, uh, he was still at the counter, man. I don't know. He was still at the counter. I don't like that, man. McDonald's, you got to come out and you got to better explain yourself. How are you going to, one, ensure the safety of your workers? Two. It's because she was a black woman. I'm telling you, man. People are not valuing black black lives and people are not valuing black women, man. I black women black lives everybody. matter. I mean, I'm talking about everybody. Black men need to value more black women more. Everybody needs to value black women more, man. Yeah, everyone needs to do that. They so. help bring money into this world. My mom is black. Speaking of uh, black women doing great things, we have a uh, a young lady who's the youngest executive producer ever in a film. Oh, yeah, Miss Martin. She is 14 years old. Shout out to her. She will be the youngest executive producer. Her film called Little, that's due out on April 14th. Shout out to you and all your success. I look forward to a long and rewarding career for you. And I'm going to check out that movie on April 14th. So go check it out. Man, so, yeah. I'm. I'm are you going to see the film? You probably will because you like I like children's movies. films. You like children's movies. I don't movies. really like children's you like films children's like that. <laughs> you like children's movies. DeMar, <laughs> yo, DeMar, man. What's the last kids movie that came out? I don't know. I don't watch kids movies. I don't watch those anime movies. I watch super. You watch wrestling. Movies. You watch WWE though. I stopped watching WWE for I know the NFL. I, I'm really big. Wow, you didn't protest the NFL? Wow. No, I didn't. You know, everyone has their own ways to express themselves, and I like watching football on my Sundays and Saturdays and Thursdays and Mondays. And I'm a heavy fantasy football fan. Yes, I am. Why are you acting like you don't watch kids kids movies, man? Like I said before, Wakanda forever. <laughs> yeah, the, the, uh, if you missed last last week's episode, um, you know I'm not even gonna go into it. Demar thinks that the Black Panther movies was um, should should win an Oscar. I'm not gonna go back into it. I think it was a good movie, but it wasn't all that. But yeah. but the you know so. moving all right. on. All right, moving on. Moving on. Okay, everyone. So this week we're doing a new segment called surprisingly good surprisingly good so this week uh, i'm gonna take this one and uh surprisingly good uh for me uh so we're in ohio we had a uh our new governor uh get in office his name is mike dewine governor mike dewine and he uh upon uh you know his inauguration uh, not missing a beat, he signed six executive orders. Six executive orders. So if anyone's familiar with uh, our president, Donald Trump, uh, who was a, a big fan of executive orders uh, his first year in office, uh, when, I saw the, when I saw the link, I was, uh, you know, I was a little taken aback. My, my heart was, uh, 
And I was like, oh, man, what's what's going on? What are these executive orders that he's doing? And they actually were surprisingly good. I I read over them. I didn't see anything that I did not like. The first executive order uh, had to do with something he, uh, he put together called Recovery Ohio. So it's a new initiative, uh, and its goal is to uh, tackle the opioid problem. Uh, so the opioid epidemic is actually killing 13 to 14 people a day. That's according to Cleveland.com. 13 to 14 people a day. Ooh. 13 or 14. That's a lot of people just from pills. Um, also, by the way, to, to interject in here, I think that the rapper Future is a lobbyist for prescription drug companies. Uh, most of his songs include <laughs> prescription drugs. Uh, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't know about if it wasn't for Future, uh, such as Percocets. Um, so, my bad, I, I digress. So, the second initiative was a children's initiative. Uh, Tamar, what was the children's initiative about? It was It was to address infant mortality and educational gaps amongst children in lower-income homes. DeWine's first hire was Lee Ann Corny to lead this effort. Yeah, so they they hired a director of it, and they're going to oversee uh, different state agencies. <clears throat> so apparently they didn't have one person that was tying together all the state agencies, which I, I am agreeance with because here, especially in, in where I'm at in Cuyahoga County, but a lot of the uh, major counties have issues with this, where you have a lot of nonprofits doing the same thing, and there's no one to tie together you know, everything that's going on and you know, there's a lot of resource, limited resources that are being split amongst a lot of different people. And to take that a little bit farther, Cleveland is home to the highest infant mortality rate in the entire United States of America. So Cleveland is number one in all the wrong areas dealing with infant mortality. No, infant mortality. I mean, we, I mean, Demar, you did an infant mortality walk. Correct to bring what, awareness remember to that? infant mortality. Demar yeah. Sheffy walked. From Ward, where we're at, and we're at like Thurgood Marshall Rec Center. Thurgood Marshall, Thurgood Marshall Rec Center. Down to City Hall. Cleveland City Hall. How long was that walk? It was about 30 minutes. It was no problem at all. Okay. It seemed like it was a long time because you were sweating so much. We had we fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the ed- educational gap here in Ohio, we ranked. We're not one of the most, we're not the states that ranks high in educational achievement. So DeWine's goal of trying to bring Ohio, make Ohio relevant again in the educational market is awesome. Well, we have the likes of Ohio State University, we have Cleveland State, Notre Dame College, Case Western. So all these universities, we need to make sure that our K-12 education is focused. So. Good yeah, that job, good. Yeah, I, That's I surprisingly like that. good. No, yeah, informality is um, you know near and dear to my heart. I think there's a lot that needs to be done with that, and you know we gotta at least put some resources together to help solve this issue. Didn't you write that policy? That policy program? Were, um, yeah, the yeah, policy that, platform for infant mortality. Yeah, that that took off because no one was talking. I mean, Demar ran for city council in a ward that had infant mortality rate that was, I mean, hovering like thirty some percent. Percent it was, it was incredible. I mean, astronomically high, and uh, no one was talking about it. And uh, and we saw that issue. And but there's a lot of man. There's a lot of great groups here in Cleveland that are uh, working to solve that informality problem. Taking that you know hands-on approach, I love it. So the third executive order was 
uh, Disability Inclusion Act. Uh, so he created uh, states, uh, the Ohio uh, Americans with Disability Act coordinator uh, position uh, to educate state agencies about disability law and rights. So I'm loving that. Uh, the fourth executive order uh, had to do with foster care. <clears throat> Mike DeWine, he was able to gather up all of the different family and health services we have throughout the entire state. And now they all report to just one, the Ohio Department of Job and Family Services, and where we'll have one unique individual and in making the state uniform in the reporting agencies. Yeah, that's always good. And then you have uh, Dwayne's fifth executive order uh, prohibits discrimination in hiring, promotion, demotion, and other job actions. Um, you know, to uh, you know protect that uh, so that people won't be fired for their uh, sexual orientation or gender identity or expression. So, uh, people are in favor of that. Also, the rewind back. <laughs> I think we missed a few. Dwayne uh, has all also added pregnancy parents of young children and foster parents as protected classes under the mm. state employment employee anti-discrimination policy. That means those situations cannot be considered in hiring, firing, or promoting of state employees. DeWine retained language protecting individuals based on sexual orientation and gender identity. I could have sworn that Mike DeWine was a Republican. Right. That's that's why it's, this was surprisingly good. Uh, uh, I didn't think a Republican would have done this. So, I mean, to start out, to start out hot like this, um, you know, this is the last executive order uh, aims to elevate the importance of uh, prevention, like drug prevention, uh, mental health, and drug addiction issues. Now, don't get us wrong. These are just the initiatives and executive orders that went into law. What went into law, what we see right here is definitely not politics. So it doesn't have to do anything with Republicans or Democrats. It just has with just the basic human needs of protecting Ohio citizens and making sure we as Ohio citizens move forward in the future. Now we have to see how the Republican and the how they enforce these and how political they make these in the next election and coming up just everyday lives. We'll see where they take these at. Right. That's that's my thing too. You know, you have you know, DeWine putting forth these executive orders, but they didn't run on these platforms. Uh, the statewide candidates didn't run on these. They didn't say anything about these. Uh, you know, the statewide candidates or your, your local candidates, your state reps, your state senators. You know, that's my thing. Everyone wants to play politics, but you know what's right and you know what's wrong. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne gets in and signs these executive orders. And these are executive orders. The yeah. state house didn't even have any, didn't have anything to do with it. Pass it yeah, they didn't have anything to do with it. But these are what a lot of the Republicans feel. I mean, there is a yeah. I mean, you know, you know, the Republicans are anti LGBTQ anything and, and everything. But you had a Republican. I don't know what he what he was in the state house that got caught. Yeah, with the menace. You know what I'm saying? It's like. And for those who don't know, an executive order is a power that some state legislators and, of course, the president of the United States have where they can, by right, enforce or create laws or go around temporary around the, the Congress or the Ohio General Assembly in this case and put forth these initiatives 
to make these happen. So like Eric said earlier, when a president starts signing off on executive orders, you get kind of worried because, yes, like, the American people did elect, and yes, the citizens of Ohio did elect DeWine, but we also have a body of government. We also have separation of powers for a reason. So, yes, they are good this time, surprisingly good this time, but what happens the next time that they're not surprisingly good? So Exactly, and, and, and my issue is that no, Dwayne did what what he wanted, and because he that might that stuff all that stuff might not have got past the state the state house his own party as well, and, and which is the, the the thing that that gets to me. If you believe these things, and, and and a lot of I'm sure there's some Republicans in the state house that might believe these things too, but they can't push these policies forward because they're afraid of what what their base might feel, and this or like, the lobbyists, or yeah, the and it's like man, pockets. do what you yeah. Follow your heart, man. Stop following your pockets, man. That's why we're things are up here moving so slow. You know, we're we're gotta stay ahead of the times, man. Mm-hmm. Gotta stay ahead of the times. Why Ohio has I, to I take this this long to do something about the the infant mortality problem? Really, you, you see the statistics? It took you this long, and Repo- Republicans don't want to act on it. Okay. That, you know, it's it's scary, man. It's it's real scary. But hey, I'm glad uh, that we got some good out of it. You know, it took a long time, but at least it's happening. And we're not bashing Republicans. We're just, right now, the Republicans in Ohio control the governorship, secretary of state, um, the treasurer. Uh, they control the and they've been controlling it. They've been controlling it for a long time. And they control the Supreme and Court you have of Ohio. A lot of, and you look at what's going Yeah, they control it for a long time and haven't done much with it. Right. So we do have a rating fund of about two billion dollars. Yeah, that's nice. So let's see what we use that money for. So that's surprisingly nice. good. The executive orders on paper looks nice. Let's see what the Republicans do and how they handle it moving forward. So there's another thing that's been going on uh, recently on social media that Demar does not like. It's called the Ten Year Challenge. The 10-year photo change. Oh, my God. For most people, I have a Facebook. And I like my Facebook. Like most people, you have a Facebook. Right. But most people are aging out Facebook to Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, so on and so on. So I'm sitting here going through my timeline, looking for news, connecting with family, connecting with friends, just getting a pulse of the atmosphere. And... All the way down my timeline, I see people taking pictures. Post your first pic. And then a picture 10 years later. I was just like, what? It really grind my gears. These little Facebook fads just remind me of monkey see, monkey do. I'm not a big conspiracy theories person. But when when I see... (laughs) A lot of people just copying off of other people and meaningless, pointless, sharing pictures. For what? What did it really accomplish? So their friends can see what they looked like 10 years ago. Who cares? I don't care what you look like <laughs> when you was 10 years ago. Like I care she's... what you look like, man. I haven't aged a bit. Yes, you have. Black don't crack. <laughs> yes, it does. No, it does. The mark cracks, though. 
<laughs> but no, that really okay, grabbed my gear. I think, I think, or I was surprised to see the ten year challenge because it's 2019, just so like an odd number. Like, why not do the ten year challenge in 2020? Because it'd be like 2010 and 2020. Like when I saw the ten year challenge, it was like 2000. I was like, what? It's 2019. Did you participate? I, no, I did not. I don't why have, didn't you participate? I did not participate because I don't have pictures of me from 2009. <laughs> <laughs> I had a flip phone in 2009. Uh, I didn't did participate. Did I even have a phone in 2009? I had a flip phone in 2012. I refused to participate because I did not want to be seen as a follower and a pointless bad. I wish people put this much energy and to help everyone follows, and to help them clean up their what community, um, voting. They might do that. It's people who clean up the community and vote that did a ten year challenge. I'm not saying all. I'm just saying that amount of energy. My whole timeline was full. People was talking about other people's timeline. It got to the point where people start making posts against the ten year challenge. I didn't timeline. even see that. I, honestly, I wish I could have participated in the ten year challenge, but I was not taking the. Uh, Picture. I didn't have a. I didn't have a camera in two thousand nine. I was just excited when. Loki sad. I'm Loki. I'm Loki sad. Like dang. I, Think about it. what's gonna be the next fad. Watch, guarantee it's gonna be a fad. I mean, it's gonna be a ten year. Look, I'm gonna do a ten year challenge in two thousand ten because I think. I mean, my bad. In two thousand twenty, because I think I have pictures of me in two thousand ten. Ah, uh, I might not though. I mean, I have pictures of me with my family in two thousand nine and two thousand ten, but I wasn't taking pictures. I don't think I was taking pictures and selfies until like. Until like 2004. How about this? 14. We start post your college degree, your graduate degree. Dang, do my people still do? You can you can post your college degree and still do the ten. No, that's what I'm saying. I and what's the point of getting a? I mean, and why post a college degree? Post money because people will be getting college degrees and be debt and being be broke and be okay. debt. Who cares about the? But college now degrees? you see how pointless the whole trend is. Well, going to college is a trend too. No, it's not. Yes, it is. People go to college just because they think they... People go to college and don't have majors for two years, man. That's college. Yes, because it's a fad. We're all following. Everyone follows. You ran for office. I you followed. Follow. Yes, you did. Who did you I follow? followed all the people who ran... Obama. <laughs> exactly. What I'm saying, people, let's, let's try to get away from these fads. Let's start getting out here and Tomorrow, you don't like anything, man. I do. I Nothing's like a wrong lot with, Everyone follows. You got your own clothes. You're they following up other people who have you don't have you're in your house. It's still I mean, cold. When you're in your house, you wear clothes. Everyone wears clothes. I'm saying you everyone follows somehow, man. We're all we and we all think that we're leaders and we're following other leaders. You know what? I'm at peace. I got what I needed to say off my chest. I disagree and I hated the 10-year challenge. Hey, that's okay, man. I mean, I'm glad you got got that off your back. Mm-hmm. I guess maybe I'll get something um off my back that I've seen recently um, about a a music artist that I, I I used to like. I used to listen to him. And he... Uh, uh, it's confusing, but it, it kind of makes sense sometimes. His name is Soulja Boy. Whoa! Officially known as Soulja Boy Tellum. And... He said he had the biggest comeback of 2018. What was his last song that came out in 2018? I honestly don't. I can't. I don't know. Me either. Did he come out with a song? I'm sure he came out with many songs. He's been come. Soulja Boy has been coming out with music consistently. Can somebody Google that? But he, uh, but I mean, no one listens to it. I mean, I'm sure some people listen to it, but I don't listen to it. 
I listen to Sirius XM radio in my car. Yeah, he's definitely uh, not on the radio. But he's been coming out with music, and I don't. Apparently, he says he has the biggest comeback because he he's on a TV show. Didn't he say he created Kanye West? No, he said he, he Drake. He said he made them. He said he, you know, Drake took his uh, Drake Drake took his flow. Uh, he said Tiger and so and Lil Yachty and all these different rappers. What flow? All his songs consisted of a dance. Soldier Boy, tell him. Do that Superman. Do the SpongeBob, Spider-Man. Oh my Stop singing. Stop singing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I know. I well, so, so, apparent, so, but like, look, the Crank That Soldier Boy had 376 million views on YouTube. So, Oh, he was a one-hit sure wonder. Probably, I'm sure that was probably the most. No, he had the Kiss Me Through the Phone. Oh, Kiss he Me had, Through the Phone. That's my stuff. Yeah, see, you like him. And then he had... Uh, Pretty boy swag. Pretty boy swag. He had the donk song. Oh, but all those songs was out when I was in the club. Yeah, those are yeah. in college. Yeah, those and are I, very, very, very old songs. Yeah. But I mean, he had a song that came out like yesterday, apparently. So, but and, and then, so I guess he's saying he had the biggest comeback because he's on TV. Uh, like he's on like what show? Man, it's like maybe Love and Hip Hop or something like that. One of those type of shows. So he's on that. Yeah, I don't watch it either. And then he has a uh, he has some technology stuff coming out. He has a game console that came out. Huh? Yeah, he has a game console. Like it looks like a Wii. So it's available on SoldierWatch.com. Soldier what? SoldierWatch.com. He has a website oh. called Soldier because I guess he had a watch. That was probably like an Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. Kind of. He reminds me of Ray J in a way. Ray J's been coming out with a lot of cool technology. Um. He has a uh, he has a set of well he had the Ray bike, which is like a motor scooter. Then he ha- he has wh- which I like actually. He has this uh, set of speakers that are magnetic, so you can like put them up on your wall, and they're wireless speakers, but they're magnetic Bluetooth speakers, magnetic Bluetooth speakers. They're pretty cool, but it's like yeah, I don't know. Like Soldier Boy has some AirPods. He has a watch that looks like an Apple Watch. As well, a game console. Soldier Boy, if you're listening, congratulations on your success. And he has a, he has a thing that looks like a PSP. It's like a handheld game console. I don't like think he had the biggest year when it's considered to music. I think who had the long, biggest year? Um, Kendrick Lamar. His Kendrick DNA Lamar. and his soundtrack for Black Panther. That came out okay. The soundtrack for Black Panther. Yep, there you go. Bam. That was 2018. And DNA. I'd say. I'd say I think that song came out in 2017. I think uh, Meek Mill had the Drake killed Meek Mill. No, Meek Mill's last album was fire, man. He had a song with Drake. They they squashed the beef. If you take an L, the Drake is over. Nah, man. Back to back. Come on, man. That was years ago. That was like 2014. When I think think about Meek Mill, he had a number one album. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, he had a number one album. He's doing this thing. I like his last album, uh, Championships. I think McMill had to uh, squash the beef with Drake because every time you think about McMill, you think about Drake. That's just how I see it. Well, I don't think I don't think about Drake when I think about McMill personally. I like the last. I like his last album. It was pretty solid. So I mean, we'll see. We'll see. There's a lot of people uh, making some comebacks. There's a lot of people doing new things out there. Uh, we got. The new uh, presidential candidates that that are coming out. 
This Man, Democratic field is The Democratic field, busy. I like it. I like it. I mean, uh, Hillary Clinton's not in there yet, but I'm liking that there's a lot of people out there who are willing to take a stand and say, hey, you know, I'm going to try my chance at uh, running for office. I think I can be the best candidate. Hillary Clinton, former Secretary Hillary Clinton, former presidential candidate Hillary Clinton, former first lady Hillary Clinton. I would like to be the first one to thank you for your years of service. But please, please do not run in 2020. You're saying Hillary Clinton shouldn't run in 2020? Hillary Clinton should not. Oh, my God. Should not run. She needs to go grab her a bag of popcorn, sit down in her chair, turn on CNN if she watched CNN, and watch these candidates grow as their leaders. And she can mentor some of them from way, way, way behind the scenes. <laughs> so we have Julian Castro, former mayor of San Antonio, also former HUD secretary. He's officially running for president. Correct. He'll be the first uh, Latinx Latino. Man, yeah, to uh, probably to not to run for president, but maybe on the Democratic ticket. I'm not sure. But if you want, he'd be the first one to win. Who else do we got, Demar? We got Rep. Tulsi? Tulsi Gabbard. Yep. From Hawaii. From Hawaii. She's already facing some serious heat from the LGBT community. We have Senator Gillibrand. Gillibrand from New York. However, Senator has formed the Exploratory Committee, and she's not officially, officially running for president, but it's looking more and more like she will be running for president. And then we have your boy, Andrew. Eric. <laughs> Andrew Yang. <laughs> The guy who's been running for president before Hillary Clinton said she wasn't running for president. So Andrew Yang. So Andrew Yang is is interesting because he, man, he's a uh, he's into some different things. He wants to uh, create a universal uh, basic income for everyone. He's so I, I, I don't, I'm not sure on the exact numbers, but he's talked about giving you know everybody. Uh, couple thousand a month it was about a thousand dollars a month yeah a thousand dollars a month uh for living expenses i mean what are your thoughts on that Demar? can we talk about the democratic candidates please he is a democratic candidate really yeah universal basic income hold on a second no Demar, i really like andrew yang i think he's somebody to be taken seriously um andrew yang do you know andrew yang do you know what he's done I know he's been running for president for like five thousand years. For Not, I mean, he he started early, but and are you familiar with Kaplan, the the, the company that creates uh, practice tests? Yep. So he used to be the president of that company after uh, being the CEO of Manhattan Manhattan Prep, that was uh, bought out by Kaplan. In addition to that, he uh, created a company called Venture for America. Mm-hmm. Venture for America, uh, man, was instrumental in. A lot of startups happened around different cities. Uh, he was like a huge fellowship program. And uh, to this day, actually, uh, Venture for America has over 500 fellows and alumni that have started 29 companies and raised over $40 million and helped to create 2,500 jobs. That's that's the stuff that I'm talking about. I mean, all this social justice stuff is awesome, and I, I, I really like it. But at the end of the day, we got to figure out how to create jobs. Creating jobs is what's going to what's gonna change uh, what we see in front of us—that's that's how you create a tangible change. I agree. Jobs. I agree. And this, this is a guy who's done that, who knows how to do it. That's I, a little job creation, and he's a Democrat. This—I mean, 
you gotta create jobs. If you're, I mean, you can talk all this stuff all all you want. You can be a Democrat and talk bad about Republicans. You can be a Democrat and talk bad about Trump. You can be a Republican and talk bad about Democrats. You can be a Republican and talk bad about people who don't have money. But at the end of the day, we gotta figure out how to create jobs. It depends. We need a president that is well-rounded, who can talk about well social justice issues. And he can talk about social justice and also creates jobs. However. I'm going to withhold any judgment or commentary on Andrew Yang until I see how he performs in Iowa and New Hampshire because that oh will be God. the okay, first real fine. test far away. Okay. to see how he will do. But why Why are you following? Why are you being a follower? I thought you were a leader. I am. Okay, so then, pick, then, then say you like him now. Don't wait for Iowa. No, I'm not saying that I will like him a year from now when the tough gets going. What I'm saying to you is that I want to see these ideas front and center and how voters react to his ideas. So you want to see how other people react to his ideas? Correct. So you're following other people's ideas. My candidate has not. I already have my candidate. I looked him up, Andrew Yang. I was not feeling him. I'm going to wait till my candidate candidate. declare. Okay, Okay. I'm not saying Andrew Yang is my candidate. I'm just saying, out of the, out of that crap, I like I like Andrew Yang. I like what he's saying. Mm-hmm. I like I, what he's saying. I like his ideas. The one thing I like about Andrew Yang is that he's young and he's bringing new ideas to the forefront when we need those ideas. We will see if those new ideas does he have the ability to make these ideas and turn them around into a campaign slogan that gets him elected and him running the United States of America. Let's see if he earns the people mandate to put him in 1600 Pennsylvania. So you're following? No. That's okay. No. That's okay, Demar. That's okay. And, and I would say this for those out there who don't know, um, Andrew Yang actually was appointed to public office in 2015 by the Obama administration as an ambassador of global entrepreneurship. Hey, guys. That's what I like. Entrepreneurship, creating jobs. Don't talk about it. Be about it. He has the he has a proven track record of creating jobs and not creating jobs by uh, cutting corners and you know shady business practices like other you know he's created jobs uh, by starting up companies and, and giving uh, young entrepreneurs the resources they needed to start up companies and create jobs. Let's see does that translate into votes? <laughs> it doesn't matter if it translates into votes. Say what you like. If you like his idea, say it. Let's You're scared to trans- say it. You want to follow. Let's see if it you want to follow. That's okay, man. That's okay. Hey, that's okay, man. We all can't. We all can't lead. We'll see. All right. So, um, what else do we have going on tomorrow? Ah, I want to talk about the Hawaii rep who's being attacked by the LGBTQ community. What happened there? So the first day she announced that she was running. Later that night. Um, a LGBT or someone found her an LGBT community member. Okay, found their found some remarks that she made. They found that her daddy was completely against their community and started different types of nonprofit and PAC organizations to stop them from gaining their rights in Hawaii. And in her very first election that she ran in, she ran against the LGBT community. And, of course, over the years, her ideas have evolved, 
and now she is one of the champions of the LGBT community down there in Hawaii. But it's just amazing how fast people can go if you're running for president and dig something right up and put her right on the hot spot. I mean, here's my thing. Are people allowed to evolve? Are people allowed to change? Of course they are. I mean, because, you know, people are hitting Kevin Hart about that, too, that he made some um, comments, uh, no detrimental to the LGBTQ community 10 years ago. And, you know, people are trying to cancel him. They didn't want him to host the uh, Oscars. I'm still confused about that and why. For the same reason why people are talking about Tulsi Gabbard, he made he made comments 10 years ago, and now he's since changed his views. Mm-hmm. I think we – well, that was Kevin Hart, but, I mean, oh, okay. same, Tulsi Gabbard. Tulsi Gabbard has changed her views. I think that's okay. I think we need to allow people to grow, allow people to change. If she doesn't agree with that now, okay. I mean, just as long as they acknowledge that what they said before was wrong, I think that's that's okay, man. We gotta. Um, I hope we do not start to set a trend where presidential candidates have to answer for something ten. Well, you gotta an- you gotta answer to ago. it. I think you gotta answer to it if you I haven't disagree. answered to it before. I don't think she has to answer for it because we don't know. Because what? What? Like, look at look at Steve King. Me, like, you know, you know the the senator uh, who he made racist comments. He doesn't understand why. White supremacy is racist, blah blah. Because blah. what if what if you say okay? What if we, we found um, you're on record twenty years ago? You, you said something like that, and you still haven't addressed it. If you still haven't addressed it, we need to know if you still feel this way. Now, if you if you if you say I do not feel this way, I said this 10, 20 years ago, and I do not feel this way today. Okay, I'm fine with that. I don't want to cancel people for what they did or said ten years ago. I do not, or even what they said yesterday. If they if they Honestly, believe something different now. I'm okay with that, but we can't keep holding people to what you know how they were ten years ago. Just like how we're doing the ten year challenge, we, you know, we can't hold you. You don't look like that now. You look this way now. Okay. Same way, like that. I, I saw someone said, "Okay, uh, you know, when LeBron was was six years old, he was he was probably five six. So we can't say, oh, LeBron, you lied to us. You're a liar. You're canceled because you're six eight now." No, we you, you can't hold you to what you were ten years ago. We gotta look at you as you are now. I still say that her record after that first election is a clear, decisive moment where you see she has evolved in favor of a particular community. Stephen King is different. I have no prior knowledge and we have to do a little bit more research to make sure so we're not putting anything in the air that's not true. Yeah, well, However, Stephen King still believes the same way, apparently. He hasn't changed his... Uh, well, he's back there with his great-great-grandfather in the 1930s, 40s, and 50s. Stephen King needs to just resign from office because what he said was just truly, utterly, just incredibly stupid. Moving back to the House Rep of Hawaii, I believe her record clearly demonstrates, no, she is not my candidate. I still have to do a little bit more research to find out who she is. But mm-hmm. for someone to go back 10 years to bring this up, somebody please find me something in 2017, 2018, heck, even 2016, that will defeat her and disqualify her or make her a bad candidate. Please do not go back a decade on any of these candidates and say this candidate A or candidate B did this 10 to 15 years ago. We are moving into a society where everything is happening 10 to 15 years ago. Look, if it's not addressed then, 
and there's no proven record of anything changing, let's be clear of what's going on. And please do not blow up my Facebook with sexual assault. Sexual assault is wrong. Why are you talking? Who's t- who sexually assaulted somebody? Well, think about it. We got all these weak individuals. We got these sexual crimes that took place 10 years ago. Well, I don't want my public. I don't want the public. Did you get, why are you talking? Why would somebody say that about you? <laughs> no, not about me. <laughs> I'm just saying legitimately, I don't want people to get the subject confused of me saying what happened to a p- politician. Ten years ago, and about their the, record compared to somebody being sexually abused. Yeah, that, ago, yeah, that's true. About. I guess with the with the R. Kelly thing that happened. Yeah, I want to make sure at that point is driven home. Yeah, so, so uh, saw yeah, the uh, assault when we actually took action and did something. Even though I know saying you know racist comments, you could you could incite some type of action. Correct, um, but you know that's 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 sick. Whatever, yeah. Ethic. But you know, once with someone's comments, I, I I don't know. I don't really ex- I don't fully understand what you're saying. But I, I think, you know, someone's comments, you know, we got to allow somebody's uh, views to uh, evolve. Eric, they went back 10 years. Okay, but if, if she has not addressed that. She addressed so, it. She's a champion for LGBT. Right, so now that she's, right. a, now that she's addressed it, Her record has okay. spoke for itself. Her record spoke for itself, so now that she addressed it, it's okay with me. Somebody was hating, went back 10 years ago and said, I'm about to throw this out here and see what sticks. Like, come on, people. Wake up, America. Hey, yeah, I, I agree. That's that's wrong, and that I mean, but it made headlines because people are trying to you know get those clicks and and uh, and reach for things. So, uh, hey, she's a champion for LGBTQ rights. Uh, we can leave it at that. Moving along, Do you talk about Julian. I mean, Julian Castro. He also worked for Obama. He was a San Antonio mayor. He was elected in 2014. His family, his his twin brother, is a congressman. In Texas. Did you know he gave the 2012 convention speech? I did not know that, but I'm not surprised. Yes, he was. People thought that he was going to run in 2016. I've had conversations with many people. They was rubbed the wrong way that he didn't run in 2016 against Hillary Clinton. I'm indifferent. I can care less. Yeah, here, there. However, he did run. He's running now. He feels his time is now, um, and I'm interested to see. Also, we got Senator from New York. She also worked for HUD. So I guess if you want to run for president, go get a job in HUD. Yeah, Gillibrand, so it should be interesting. I was looking forward to Kanye West running this year, but he uh, pushed his uh, presidency back to 2024. You know why. He's not going to run against his boy Trump. Hey, that might be a smart move, but we'll, we'll see. We'll see how that looks. I mean, and speaking of uh, Demar's boy, Trump, I mean. <laughs> he is not my boy. Please speaking do of, not say that. Speaking of speaking of Trump, I'm sure everyone's uh, seen it by now. Uh, he brought fast food for Clemson. It was, a, it was a confusing move for me. I could see that he did not want to order. And he was afraid. He, it seemed like he was afraid to order food. Because he could have, I mean, the the kitchen is down because the government's shut down so we have to get food catered which is, is just a, all, a funny to me all around and he said he paid for it out of his own pocket and he chose burgers his favorite food he liked mcdonald's but before we get into this conversation i would like to shout out clemson 
the University of Clemson, congratulations on your huge win. I was rooting for you, and I'll give you a round of applause. That was an amazing game, and good work, fellas. And I look forward to seeing you playing next year. Back to the burgers. Yeah, I, I didn't see that coming either, man. But, hey, Clemson ended up pulling out a win. An easy win, too. Yeah, I mean, it was an easy win. So does that mean Clemson could have went through an SEC schedule undefeated? It looks like it, huh? To answer those sports fans' questions. But back to the burgers. Burgers, I mean, he had McDonald's, Wendy's. I think he ordered some pizza. Yeah, I, he could have pizza. Seen. I didn't see any pizzas. Because I would have, personally, I'm not a fan of all that stuff. I would have went for the pizza. I love the Big Mac without the Big Mac sauce. The oh. the pickiest eater I've ever met in my whole life. That is 100% true. Um... So, so I mean, because I, I feel like he was scared. He was scared. He didn't want to cater Italian food because that would have upset his base because he, he, uh, he made an emphasis on American products. So he said, this is all American. I got Big Macs, American food. This is great American food. And it, it had me think, like, man, this is the only food America has is Big Macs and burgers? And I, I think he missed, uh, he missed a, a, a good point where he could have – had a multicultural dinner. He could have catered food from a lot of different places. He could have had a, an India station, an Asian station, a soul food station. He could have catered food from everywhere. Uh, that's what I would have done. That would have been a uh, that would have been cool clickbait. He could have gave them a nice little three course meal: steak, chicken, mashed potatoes. And he would have had to vegetables. cater that though. He would have had to cater that though. He could have went to Chipotle. Boston Market Chipotle. is really good. Boston I love Market. Chipotle. Boston Market was a That sounds time. so crazy. Boston Market. At the Who market, does not like than... rotisserie chicken? It, look me up on Facebook, and we can see if you like rotisserie chicken. Leave a comment. DM me. Let me know if you like rotisserie chicken. Shout out to Boston Market. Chicken. Really good well, food. Well, I mean, they would have to cut it and all that stuff. It seemed like they didn't have any staff. Because you would have to. Your rotisserie chicken, you got to cut it. I mean, so you got to get some. You know what I'm saying? You it's the White House. Out. The White House. The Don't have any Boston staff. Market. They could have called Boston Market. Boston Market does a great catering service. Yeah, so they could have had a yeah. They could have hit up anybody for catering, man. There you go. I could have. I think Trump just. He wants to do American. I'm really indifferent. But if I was a Clemson player, I'd been upset because I could have got been upset too. I could have got that on my own. I could have got better food, but I don't even eat that stuff. I'm sure a lot of them don't even eat that. And then you know we. You know, Demar and I both played college sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have a per diem when you go, you know, when you go out and you go to mm-hmm. meets and, and 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 events. So I'm sure their per diem probably allows them uh, more than Big Macs. You know what? The real question is that I didn't even think about. Did any of the players? Did they even talk about going or not going to the White House? I'm sure they didn't have a choice because it's college football. So if the if the coach says he's going, he's going. I'm sure you can make the players go. If the players didn't want to go, they could have stayed home. But yeah, a handful of the Clemson players. I can I can tell you what I don't think any of the professional teams are going to go back to the White House. (laughs) And why would you go if you're going to eat some Big Macs, man? I mean, they shut down. Hey, I'm 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 fearful that the shutdown might last until 2020. (laughs) Because with Trump. Trump. I mean, once you got, if you're if you're standing your ground, you gotta really you gotta really stand there. If I you mean, if you want the wall, you gotta wait. You got you gotta wait because if he doesn't get the wall now, I mean, after 
once people's checks don't come, if people aren't getting paid, they better not get paid for something. Speaking about pain, you're absolutely right. You know, Trump, he's he's doing something and he's throwing a tincture tantrum. Yes, I agree. However, he is fighting for that wall 100%. And the government is not reopening until Trump gets his wall. And that's the crazy part. But you know what's funny? Trump is not going to upset his base because he just bombed. He ordered 46,000 IRS employees back to work so they could do taxes. His base is going to get their taxes this year. So Trump, he's politically maneuvering this shutout. So he still gets brownie points for taxes. I even put, I even... I'll bet you a donut that President Trump finds out a way to get food stamps, WIC, and SNAP to the rifle on to the people who des- who need those. I bet you he finds a way to get those um that money to those individuals. Yeah, I mean it's not just Trump getting what he wants. People voted for that. It's the the American people are, are going to get what they want. Next, you know, we're, we're we're putting it all on Trump. Trump this, Trump that. But the American people want that dang wall, and they're going to get it. I do not support Trump whatsoever. However, I do respect the office, and I do respect that he was put into office. However, Mexico was supposed to really be paying for this wall. So it went from Mexico was going to build this wall to, you know, Congress, give me some money to build this wall, and they'll pay for it in the new NAFTA. But, hey, the American people quote-unquote, has spoken, and he carries the weight, and Trump will be judged in 2020, and we will see if this fight was really worth it. Hey, we'll see it, but, you know, he he, he might have to wait until 2020. That'll be scary. That'll be real, that'll be something if he if he says, you know what, I'm waiting until my <laughs> my election. And what if he was running, what if the presidential campaign took, took place with a shutdown government? You know, some unions sued the federal government, lost, because the judicial system cannot force a co-equal branch to reopen another co-equal branch. Um, shout out to all the companies out there. I think Sofers here in Ohio is feeding uh, federal employees. Shout out to another restaurant. I'm sorry, I do not know your name in D.C. They're also feeding um federal employees and federal workers and family of federal workers. My heart goes out to the coast, the coast guard. I am so sorry that you're not getting paid. You deserve to get paid. All of our federal employees deserve everyone to, get to get paid. Everyone deserves to get paid, man. Yeah. My heart goes out to everyone, man. You know, this, this really says a lot about our country. And it's, it's going to end up making us stronger, man, because we're going to have to, you know, give back and, Seeing a lot of people without food, and you know, imagine if you were living paycheck to paycheck, man. I mean, that's intense. And most federal employees were living paycheck to paycheck, and now that if this does sadly last to twenty twenty, that means people have been laid off for about a year and few months until the federal government can reopen. Hey, I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it doesn't. I, I hope they get this uh, situated, and it, uh, you know. Because even as soon as if Trump, possible. If Trump loses, let's say Trump loses in 2020, does he dead does he turn around in his lame duck presidency his last few months reopen the government? Or do he wait for the new president? No, probably not. He probably won't. 
<laughs> does he wait till the president take office January 1st or in January 2021 to reopen the U.S. government? It's really scary. No, it is, but hey, man, let's let's end this on a good note, man. Uh, our country, our country, uh, we're gonna show show you know what American uh, ingenuity does. We're gonna we're gonna take care of our people, and we're gonna get through this. Um, yes, we are Americans. We continue to move forward. We have always moved forward, and I want to send my prayers. And thoughts to the family members of the two uh, the two U.S. Army members who were killed in Yemen over the last two days, and the other two Department of Defense contractor and a uh, Department of Defense citizen. My heart also goes out to you. Um, but we are America, and I guess if there is any good news coming out of Syria, I believe they died in Syria. It, we lost some U.S. troops. Ones that we that did make the news and ones that did not make the news. However, it is good news that Trump is bringing our troops back home from Syria, and I applaud the move of coming home with our U.S. troops. Families can be reunited. Uh, so, just on another note, uh, in relation to the border wall, there was a uh, bill that came out. Breaking uh, news. We were trying to trying to put out uh, to give. I don't know if everyone's familiar with El Chapo. He was a uh, cartel leader uh they're saying should money seized from the drug cartel members like el chapo go <laughs> into funding the border wall <laughs> i say Mike, look if we can find a five billion to give trump man let's just let's i don't know man we gotta do something we gotta get this this legally that would be some problems but if we start building that wall i don't see no court ordering the federal the u.s government to tear down the wall Um. Well, hey man, I got I got to get out of here. Hey, thank you to everyone for uh, listening. Feel free to leave uh, comments. Uh, check us out on uh, Facebook, uh, Demar Sheffy on Facebook. Definitely tune in to our next episodes. We're gonna be doing um some some pretty fun interviews coming up here soon. So we're looking forward to that. Anything going on with you tomorrow? No, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking the time out to listen to us. Um, thank you for the support. We got a lot of incredible feedback last week. I I, I am positive we're going to continue to get that same feedback. Um, we ask that you give us some feedback, no matter what type of feedback, good, negative, or indifferent. We like your feedback, and we'll start shouting you out. I'm going to shout out one of our listeners now who did us a good, um, who wrote us something really good. Yeah, and, uh, yeah, definitely feel free to leave feedback. D21666, thank you. We appreciate the comment, and we hope that you listen to Episode 2. Episode 3 will be coming out next week, and continue to follow us. All right, that does it. Episode 2, the 12 Votes Podcast.